Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. We are broadcasting live not only from the Twin Cities Film Fest, Twin Cities Actors Expo. Mm-hmm. We took it that's on the a, road, Jayton. I was going to say, that's, the, that's our first remote. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. We, we put this together in like 10 minutes. I know. It was, was kind of crazy. You know, because we felt that we were portable, but sometimes you have to be under the gun because honestly, if you guys listen to Be Our Geek, uh, you know that Jayton and I normally do this. And um, we normally do it from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. That's right. Um, and our good friend and also our managing director, Bill Cooper, is hovering. He's very disappointed that we decided to set up our equipment where we decided to set up our equipment. So we're kind of doing this on the down low. I like seeing his angst on his face. I did, too. I do. I know. And that makes us really bad friends. Yeah. But we've both known Bill for a really long time. And the fact that we're like, we're doing our podcast here in the middle of this room. Oh, look, he's coming back in. He's going to be so mad at us. He's like... Just keep going. Just keep going. We'll just keep going. Just okay, talk, that's talk, right. Talk, talk. So He's we looking. are. He's looking. He's looking. <laughs> we are What's doing. This voice? I hear another voice in here. We are doing our Your BR Geek podcast. Thank you, Bill. And uh, we uh, were originally going to talk about some typical geek things that we yeah. talk about, including the Matrix. But mm. as I was doing our red carpet interviews, yes. I ran into this gentleman, um, Jayton, and Dante Pertel came by, mm. and he told this great geek a story. Badass name, by the way. It is Dante. <laughs> yes. So Dante, thank you for joining us because I know you were just trying to enjoy your Twin Cities Acto Actors <laughs> Expo experience and then this lady came up and hijacked you, you know, and decided that we were going to do this. You know, I mean, in terms of what exactly, in terms of opportunity, you know, I'm not going to run away from it. Gonna come <laughs> on now. I'm basically here I'm here just trying to gain that. It's like, well, just get on a random podcast while I, <laughs> while I have to go and get my car fixed like right after this. By all means, I ain't going to hit on it at all. I'll do and that. Jayton, the thing that I found most interesting about Dante when he came by is that I knew he was going to talk about being an actor and an acting coach. Okay. But then he talked about a particular project that he's working on, and it turns out that a lot of his projects are very geek in nature. Okay. In particular, we were talking about a web series that you're working on right now, right? Yes, yes. It is called Errant Worlds, and I... I really hope that Sam Weston is hearing this just to let him know that I'm actually doing the work to get this off the ground. God. But anyways, um, <laughs> the show is called Errant Worlds. It was a title that he kind of gave us at the last minute, but it's supposed to be filmed in Duluth. It was supposed to happen as of next weekend. However, right. we kind of ran under budget, so he has to go and put that on the shelf to try to raise money before we can go back into production again. And what is it about? Well, it's merely about the idea of a paladin who is traveling amongst many worlds trying to gain to the actual main world where she came from and she is joined by two other associates one of them being like a really huge warrior guy yes in other words he's a wrestler that we picked up with a list over a month ago so he is really <laughs> he actually built his own like wooden axe which is almost like a battle axe which <laughs> you may see Jayden dante's dope i told you <laughs> I'm about to say you may you may see this axe in uh i'm about to say there's like a certain kind of game that that people actually play I, I'm, I'm just gonna go D and i'm just yes. gonna go D and D with it oh no we all D and D. Heard of that game? Uh, well, yeah, we've heard it. The, well, I mean, the actual role playing game. I'm talking about like actual video game. Got it. That's oh, the yes. thing I'm trying to think about, and yes, I can't yes, think yes. about it right now. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but his name is Scott Baralt, and he is. We know oh, Scotty. We know Scott. You know Scotty. Yeah. Scotty. Scotty will be great. Yeah, he and is. I'm sure he did make a great battle axe Absolute. and that kind of oh, thing. God, yes. yes, and so he probably, if knowing him, I'm sure that because he knows a bunch of the people that we know, Jayton. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm yes. sure that Scotty got in touch with some of our our friends, and they made him like this epic giant Conan the Barbarian <laughs> battle type axe. battle axe. And yeah. he is like... And, and Scott's for, no small dude. No. No, he's not. 
No, he's not so a small what guy. he's going to wield is going to be <laughs> big. We're going right. to hang him up after this. So we need yeah. to get this project fund- right. it, this funded. So Dante, what's your character my in char- Errant Worlds? My character is a solid wizard. Yeah. Clearly, at least within the way I kind of speak and present myself, it, it goes without saying. <laughs> I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to get my own staff. I don't know what it's going to look like. Just ask Scott; he'll make you one. Uh, I know some. I know a woodworking guy too. So mm. if you need help, we. Well, I probably will use that. See, I'm a, I'm Dante, that. you came to the right place. He was going to come in here, and he's like, "Hey, I'm an acting coach. I'm going to get some more clients." Right, right. Then he mentioned this 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 thing, thing. and I'm like, uh, "We know your people." <laughs> <laughs> Some of our people are your people. Right. right, right. So, Dante. What do you mean, your people? No, seriously, seriously, seriously. Dante, what else do you work on here in the Twin Cities? I am also a hip-hop artist. I work amongst the Twin Cities Zulu Union. If you guys are really deep in your hip-hop, you know that there is an actual generation involved in the Zulu Nation. But due to some trauma, well, we'll say some drama that's being involved, the name has been changed from Zulu Nation to Zulu Union, in which we are kind of working amongst that. But other than that, I'm also being involved within the hip-hop at least the underground hip hop scene that's been going on here. I mean, everybody is so familiar with the Rhyme Sayers. Yes, everybody's familiar with so many other like dope, dope artists. And for me, I'm kind of on that underground, underground, trying to build my way up. And I'm signed with Tony. Uh, so, sorry, signed with Sony. Did I really yes. just say Tony? I meant I didn't mean to say that. I was about to say, for the love of God, Nate, please do not hate me if you hear this. <laughs> Sony, but, got it. But uh, yes, I am signed with Sony. So don't be surprised if you hear me on the radio but anytime soon. What kind of uh, what kind of music are you? Oh, it's hip hop. Like no, no, I'm saying, no, no. what kind of messaging are you putting? Message. Well, for the message, for me, it's all about the truth. That's right. the one thing I think is really missing within this music scene today. Everybody wants to entertain. I get it. I understand yes. that. But the one issue that I have is there are so many lies. Right. Yep. So many lies. Okay. One really big lie in particular is the fact that kids believe that the money that most rappers have in their videos is real. <laughs> right. That would be a blatant lie. Yes. That would be a complete blatant lie. Definitely. And, and for me, I just want to expose the truth in one way, shape, and form. Like any, any, any way, so shape, So do you think the, the new age hip hop artists, the ones who are coming up, the ones who are quote unquote popular because mm. of their videos because mm. of the marketing that goes behind it yeah um are they uh, again are they're obviously doing it because they want to make it bigger right right and they want to get their message out too so sometimes from a film industry side people make content that they're not the most proud of but right it gets their name out there and mm. then that gets them enough cred so that they can then go out there and make like a starter platform want. right sure if it's one song Right. But when you have like four to five albums in order to produce the exact same thing, it's like, okay, how how much attention do you need? Fair, Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But again, it's it's again, money makes money, right? So the people who are ha- funding these videos, funding mm. these big giant cars or, oh, I'm going to, well, you know. Here's the thing about those cars. Those cars can be rented out as well. <laughs> no. And like I said, every it's a movie set. Mm-hmm. Everything is fake. Everything, Everything is, is fake. Everything is rented, mm-hmm. and then, nobody owns those things except your. You know, if you're Jay Z, right. you own everything. But Correct. I, I guess the I guess the overall frustration, and it kind of comes with me within my geekdom as well, is um, as a geek, you know, we we put on costumes. We yes. actually go to these conventions. We know it's fake. Right. Right. Do other people know it's fake? Now, another thing to really toss out there is I'm involved in Twin Cities Ghostbusters. Yes. Not many people know that. But it's like the actual guy that's actually designing my pack is designed through the idea of a Tony Stark meets meets Ghostbuster realm, like that blend of Marvel. Right. That's one thing that we're doing. See, I don't mind the idea of people actually putting on a solid costume, but at least know that you're putting on a costume. Right. There are people who will actually do that, and it actually takes over their lives, and it stresses them 
out. And I, for one, you know a few people like I that. I know, yes, uh-huh. yes, I do. And that the thing is, though. When does it take the joy out of it? Like, do you mm. hold these particular fandoms so precious mm. that it beats all of the joy out of it? To it, it really depends. Mm-hmm. It really depends. It depends on. Well, okay, I'll, I'll put it like this: there is, and please, people, please don't get mad at me on this. But the actual Ghostbusters event that's happening in LA this yes. coming year—I don't know if people actually know about this—but there, the actual pricing for it is insanely high and we're talking higher than Hamilton so that not even one person can afford like a solid ticket of right. it but for most part it's like if you want to actually speak to people it might cost you a good two to three grand in order to see that. What I was going to say like where a lot of the geekdom comes from from the grassroots but mm-hmm. now as soon as the quote unquote corporate money comes into play it becomes right. more of a, a financial play yeah, it becomes what? more of like hey it mm-hmm. becomes more commercial than it, what it is and again mm-hmm. at what capacity yes as much as you want to go to these cons or right. these conferences it becomes more about the marketing besides, you know, everything else about the actual geekdom of it right. gets brushed to the side. So right. as True. a geek, I tend to only go to a couple things here and there just because I know they're still pure at heart. But right. other ones, I'm just kind of like, do I even need to go to this one? Yeah. Because I've am I gone to, I, you know, I, I do do all of our local yes. fan run cons that are in town. But so the key and those are, right. right. And so fan. those are always fun. Like if you go to the console rooms and the Mars cons and yeah. the, and the, the convergence of the world, those are awesome. Right. And so, but I've also gone to San Diego Comic yep. Con and to New York Comic Con. And mm-hmm. I mean, I understand where they have a place right. in the universe, mm-hmm. but there is such a charm to these local cons. Like I'm working with some people right now that want to build one in Bismarck. And I'm like, mm. I will I will help you figure yes. out how to do that because that enough. seems interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, and it's a lot of work. Everywhere. Right. Right. There are. There yeah. are, like are there sucks. geeks in Bismarck? There are, yes, 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 there, yes are. there are. And the thing that I think is interesting about it is not only um, are there geeks, but being able to showcase these different storylines. And mm-hmm. Jaden is, you know, you know, a lot of what we try to do is is to continue to showcase that story Correct. of geeks of color and yes, go, no, we do, absolutely. we mm-hmm. have, you know, we have a place at the table. We just long to be here. It's yeah. not imposter syndrome. And you don't always get that. And so right. that was the other reason why I'm like, oh, wait, I found Dante and mm-hmm. Dante's a wizard. Yes, I want to talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, by, by all means. I mean, it, it has to. I mean, there is there is such a thing. One of the biggest impacts of this past year, and I still see it over in St. Paul, is the idea of Black Panther. Correct. But for someone like me, it's like I knew of Black Panther. I was kind of shocked that Black Panther got its own movie. Really? But then when that, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't necessarily hating on it. It's just a matter of okay, how is the how is the other side going to take this? Is there going to be protests <laughs> sure. on it, especially with the title Black Panther? Fair right. But but that in mind, I guess it really did get to a point in which everybody just sort of accepted it right and i thought it was like such a beautiful film but not only that but the impact of what the film actually does display is for one there isn't one black woman in there that is a neck rolling finger snapping angry woman who right. is just trying to just take like oh this is my man kind of mentality no right. these women were warriors right they actually built everything for for the solid good of their nation and even the the idea of of being a respectable, smart person. Like, okay, I'm just, I mean, full disclosure, I am in love with smart black women. <laughs> that is my full disclosure. And when I actually see someone like Shiri on the screen, yes. that helped me so much just to say, like, <laughs> there are still some good women out there. <laughs> 
Are they in America? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No. They're not all in Wakanda. Some of us no. actually live here. Um, <laughs> okay. But that, I think, Dante, to be your point, mm-hmm. one of the things that I found uh, most encouraging about the movie Black Panther, and then we can talk about Captain Marvel as sure. well, but part mm-hmm. of the reason why I loved those stories mm-hmm. is because the characters, it is this this love letter to Afrofuturism, but it just does things effortlessly. It right. does not focus on the fact that, you know, and beat you over the head with the fact that the Dora Milaje are women. Right. They're just amazing. Mm-hmm. So they don't overstate the fact, well, then he decided to have a female guard. They don't right. say all those things. They don't say it. They just are mm-hmm. and you know and and the people just have agency they just have a family dynamic that works a certain way right. and that was the reason why i liked captain marvel so much is that i felt for a female driven comic book movie mm. it's just a solid comic book movie first mm-hmm. that yes. has a female lead yep. and the characters mm-hmm. there's you know like the there there's female friendships that are just female friendships it's mm-hmm. not based upon us having a conversation about a man there's mm-hmm. not a love interest wedged in there and i love love movies mm-hmm. the romantic comedies are great but you don't have to have this forced love interest that's her primary motivation she's just she should be competent at her job she should be able to do things Mm -hmm. and that's why i found both of those films so encouraging Mm -hmm. can i can i just make like one solid statement did Mm -hmm. you know that the original captain marvel i mean the original captain marvel was a man right i mean most people know this and he died and at least according to comics he died from cancer but he was reborn as a black woman. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not many people know that. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, I, I know at least from the underground scene within, within nerddom is like people were kind of just upset with the idea like that wasn't representative as well. But you figure, I don't know. They, there's we a, have a black Panther. As the geek that I have, uh-huh. that Marvel character, there's yes. been a, a, you know, like anything, there's always, it, it. which storyline did you follow and what did we do first? And this right. is back to the conversation of which Green Lantern story did we tell? We picked ah. the worst Green Lantern story that we could have told. <laughs> and you know, it just like, well, you could have made this not garbage. There's lots yeah. of other versions of Green Lantern that would have been much more interesting storylines, mm, but they thought that was going to be the marketable one. Right. And I think so, for the next iteration of uh, the next superhero, like we're, we're staying with the superhero, like it's a lot more palatable now, right? To right. have somebody of color mm-hmm. lead, and even if it is absolutely true to the comic books, right? They right, don't right. have to sway away from like, hey, let's make this colored. Superhero, mm-hmm. something other, because now the proof the proof is in the pudding. Right, it's right. out there now, and people are more aware of it. Mm-hmm. And people just want to see good content. They really don't care about what the person looks exactly. like. Right. It's mm-hmm. honestly, if you think about the Crazy Rich Asian films, yeah. which right? was I mean, great, it's a great mm-hmm. film, romantic comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a ba- basically cookie cutter film. Right. Yeah. All it that is. said. It made so much money because of the story and not necessarily about the, the Asian character. Right. Now, which, again, escalates the Asian community in our town, in our, in our, in our, even in our universe, mm-hmm. is saying, look, we can do amazing things. We have been doing it for years and yep, years yep. and years. Thank you, crazy rich Asians. Even if, even if that was flawed to a certain degree by yes. some Asians, you know, like as far as like, I have Asian friends that are like, that was such a stereotype. I'm like... <laughs> Either you can have it all, you can't have it all. You got to have some sort of a quick balance so that right. the next show that comes up right. could ideally be better than what it was, and hopefully it gets you to where you think you're at least playing. And mm-hmm. you do think field. I do agree that you have to have enough products that right, are out correct. there that a product can fail without them blaming yes. the, the 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 stereotype. So instead of them going. 
female-driven films don't do well. No one wants to see this. No one wants to see that. So well, if you don't have enough of them out there to fail, right. then you can never go, no, it can work. And so we, you know, I, I consider, like, all of these you know, these films, and I'm glad that we're getting more of them now, mm-hmm. but you have this Highlander mentality yes. that we brought up before where there can only be one. And if that <laughs> one does poorly, then there can't be another one. Well, you but, think about Doctor Who, right? Right. Like the, switching over to a woman Doctor Who. Like, and that's, a, that's again, it's a leap. Right. Forward. I'm not sure exactly where it mm. even eventually ends up going, but well, I mean, my whole, my at least the mindset evolved with this. There are like a lot of men out there. It's like, why well, do things have to be like so women based? There have been tons of women who have actually led these yes. films before. I right. mean, do I have to go down the list? We'll say, I don't know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We'll Tomb, say Tomb Zena. Raider. Right. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Yep. We're talking mm-hmm. Xena, Warrior yep. Princess. We're talking. I mean, Supergirl. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there are like several of them out there, and especially including Wonder Woman. It's like, okay, come on now. You guys really have to just let a lot of this go. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not really tripping on the idea of a female-based film. Like, that really doesn't hurt hurt my feelings. But like you were actually stating before, the actual storyline just has to be that strong. Yes. Right. If you're That's a it. wizard, if you, yes. get a, if you have a staff, or you, you will eventually have a staff. I will have a staff. What, <laughs> would, you, what would you wave the staff at to make happen? <laughs> what would I wave the staff at to make happen? I guess whatever spell that Sam Weston is going to give me, more than anything, I probably would have, depending on what kind of spell I can bring, yep. maybe like in a completely different world where Trump is no longer president. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a possibility. Yeah, that's that's quite option. the staff that, that you would have, really, Dante. Yes. I would have to like really go back and just and just say, brother, no. <laughs> from your geekdom, though, uh-huh. yes, from, yes. Your, from your where you live in your, in your mind's eye, mm-hmm. right? So you're an artist. Yes. True and true. I'm a playwright as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. all of these things said, with your staff, you mm-hmm. can make something happen that would give you an opportunity to do more with what you have the platform for as mm-hmm. an artist, yes. e- even for yourself, e- and go broader. Right? There's, we're sitting amongst artists right now. There's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of directors in this room. What would you what would you make that staff do so it not necessarily levels levels the playing field but right. it escalates and moves up something that is currently being depressed that is being depressed well there is one line that Marilyn Manson said and this was like back in 2002 and this was during the 9/11 issue he's saying we are a nation that's led by fear so that being in mind i kind of created some characters back in college about the about um well, religion. Me, I'm not a religious person. I'm sure. more of a spiritual person. Right. But, but I did develop some characters in which they're kind of battling the idea of fear itself. Not necessarily, not necessarily them being afraid of of Satan or being afraid of like any kind of like creature, but the idea of their fears they are battling. And I figured like that would bring like such an ill message to people right. just to say like you're afraid of this. We're going to battle this for you, so you can actually feel so much better about your world. And I have created these characters. They're called the Brethren, mm-hmm. and I wrote this like some time ago. But I also thought about maybe just having it like a uh, like recorded radio show where people can actually listen to that. But that was like the one the one platform that I was going to do. It's like really battle the idea of fear. And that's right. another another thing that my play Worthy Every Musical does is kind of battle the idea of fear, the existence that hip hop has had its has had quite a roller coaster of whether or not people love it, people hate it, and what happens if it ends today. Right. It's like battling that fear and making you feel so much better about it so we can move on and have a solid conversation about this whole ordeal. Now, me as a geek, <laughs> I will say this. I'm willing to be a fan of many of these things. When it gets to a point that I can actually create these things, like if I'm able to create a solid 
staff mm-hmm. that actually can make these solid spells, then I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, I'm just a person that will just eventually put on these costumes that will go to these conventions and even just interact with people. But there is nothing you can't speak to me about. There is the, like At the basis of what you're saying, it's, it's conversation. It's a civil yeah. discourse. It's like, let's just talk to each other. There's much, many more things alike than there are different. Exactly. And again, putting on that costume and seeing the other person wear a costume, there's mm. automatically a connection. Exactly. Yep. Simple, like you don't have to say a word. Mm-hmm. You walk in, you see somebody, and you're like, I got you. Mm-hmm. At least some portion of your life, I got you. Yep. Right. I, I'm Absolutely. there with you as well. Yep. That's it. And you can walk away and feel content. Like you just connected with somebody. There's somebody else that does not look like you, right. but feel the exact same way about this particular thing. Right, right. That well, Dante sense. Pertel, you have an album that you're working on. Yes, you I have do. a couple of web series. You have a lot of projects that are going on there. Mm-hmm. Let's distill this into one place that the people can follow you so right. we can try and like figure out a way to support all of your projects. All right. Well, at least for me, if you want to support some of these, you can go to the actual Facebook page for the place since I only have had so much money to really get it off the ground for its right. own website. Word, the Urban Musical. Basically type it in exactly like that on Facebook. Word, W-O-R-D-T-H-E-U-R-B-A-N-M-U-S-I-C-A-L. Word, the Urban Musical. And on Facebook as well, if you want to actually get to my page, it's facebook.com slash D-N-T-P-R-T-L. And as well as my Insta, which is at Dante Jamar. D-A-N-T-E-J-A-M-A-R. Well, we appreciate you being part of this. I know you're super busy, but I want to see these Me films. Too. So we need to do that. And we're going to bug Scotty Baralt, too. Yeah. We need absolutely. to talk to him. <laughs> That'll be great. with an Indiegogo campaign for you. Yes. About to say, talk with Sam Weston, because he's the main one that's been involved in this entire project. Okay. And he's just been trying to raise 25 grand. I don't know how he's going to do it, but do we're it. working with it. <laughs> we'll see if we can support him. Well, the Twin Cities Film Fest and also Be Our Geek do have some projects that are yes. coming up as well. We do have a very geek-related screening coming up at the Twin Cities Film Fest next month. We're going to do a film screening of the film Blackmore, mm. which is actually about the uh, origin stories of uh, Dungeons and Dragons mm. here in Dwarves. So we're going to okay, be hosting okay. that over at the, uh, Heights pa- uh, the Heights Theater. You can get all of that information, and we'll also make sure that we give out some passes to that as yeah. well. And nice. we are also gearing up for stuff that's going to happen with the Tenth anniversary, anniversary of, the of the Twin Cities Film Fest coming hey. up in October. So okay. lots of things are going on. Lots of things. Thanks so much for stopping in, man. Blessings, yeah. blessings to you guys. And stay I got focused to meet a wizard. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> that doesn't happen right every now. day. It doesn't. Yeah, we're we're getting there. I swear mm-hmm. we're getting there. But we need you guys' support. If you actually go online and look up Errant Worlds, E R R A N T S W O R L D S Errant Worlds, and just go. And see if there's an actual way to get to his fundraising site and just go from there. And we'll tag all this in our social media as Definitely. well. Definitely. So, Dante Pertel, we appreciate you being part of our geek show today. Absolutely. Jayton, I know we got to get back out there yeah. to the Twin Cities Actors Expo. We got lots of people that are waiting on us. So, thank you to everybody that joined us. We appreciate you being part of Be Our Geek. And we'll see you next time because everyone is a geek about something. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.